Welcome to the Chapel Grove Church Podcast, the Bible-centered show that focuses on searching the scriptures to find answers to common spiritual questions. To learn more, go to chapelgrovechurch.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Etsy Nichols. I'm the host of today's episode. Today, I am asking Nathan Batty a question. Nathan Batty is a preacher of the gospel who lives in Indianapolis, Indiana. He's very knowledgeable, and he's very thorough in his studies. And so I'm really excited to get to ask him a specific question about how to understand the book of Judges. I hope you enjoy this episode. I wanted to ask you a question specifically about the Old Testament. Sometimes I get into these books like Judges, um, First Kings, I think chronologically. And I've heard different things about how to read these books. I wonder if you could break that down a little bit for us, maybe if you have an example that you could use to, to, to help us understand those old books. Sure. So with a Western mindset, we always think chronologically and B follows A, and we just think everything's lined up in a chronological sequence. And that's not how biblical narrative works predominantly. Bible writers are not concerned with chronology. They're concerned about telling their story and they shape their story to get the point across that they want to. So, for example, when you're reading the book of Judges, you go through all the whole book and we come to the last two stories, which are really bizarre stories. This Levite who is captured by Danites and he's put up as the priest of their idol's temple, followed by a story of another Levite and a concubine who gets raped, chopped up into 12 pieces and starts a civil war. And you have this just bizarre two scenes at the end, and we're thinking, okay, we've read through the whole book of Judges, the last great judge is Samson, and then we have these two stories at the end, so we must now be very close sequentially to the book of Samuel. Well, actually, when you pay attention to the details of those two final stories, chronologically speaking, they happen at the very beginning of the Judges period. And here's how we know this. For instance, the Levite who's uh, captured by the Danites The story tells us that he is the grandson of Moses. And then the Levite whose concubine is raped and chopped up, he um, he is living in the period where the high priest is the grandson of Aaron. So you're talking about two generations removed from Moses and Aaron. This is very early on. The period of Judges lasts for about 370 years. This is very early on the sequence. And the reason these two stories are placed at the end of the book has nothing to do with chronology. It's wanting to show what the religious state and the moral state of the nation is throughout the entire period of Judges. And within this sequence, you have a, a number of elements that come up uh, later on in the book of Samuel. It's kind of preparing us and tying us to the book of Samuel. For instance, in the final scene of the Levite and his concubine, uh, the s- story is set in the town of Gibeah. Well, it turns out Gibeah is the hometown of King Saul. That's where he was born and raised and where he sets up his kingdom. Um, At the end of that story, there are 600 Benjamites left after the Civil War takes place, and they need wives for them. And so they they hunt around, and they find out there was a town called Jabesh-Gilead that did not show up for battle, and they'd made a vow at the beginning of the battle that whoever didn't show up would be killed. So they go over and they attack uh, Jabesh-Gilead, which is on the east side of Jordan. And they kill all the men, women, and children except 400 concubines. And they take these 400, I mean, 400 virgins. They take these 400 virgins and they marry them off to the Benjamites. Well, they're they're still lacking 200 wives. So they have this feast and they go and they capture the virgins who are dancing at the feast and they give them to the Benjamites. Well, turns out one of those women 
that was captured either from Jabesh Gilead or from the feast. We don't know which one. That would be the great, 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 great grandmother of Saul. So this is his wow. background. Um, later on, when he f- starts his first battle and calls the nation together, he chops up an ox into 12 pieces and sends it out through the nation to gather them together. That was a real attention getter. And also, whenever Saul is killed at the end of his life, uh, his body is tacked up on this Philistine wall, and it's men from Jabesh Gilead who braved the night to go retrieve his body. And so part of what's being told between Judges and Samuel when it's combined together is the moral state of the nation from Judges is the same as it is in the period of kings under Saul. Saul is a very Judges-flavored individual, if you will. And the reason the two stories of the Levites come at the end of the book of Judges has nothing to do with chronology. It has everything to do with showing here's the religious state of the nation, their idolatrous people, and they're very wicked, morally speaking. And we shouldn't be surprised when Saul is acting some of the ways he's acting. He's, he's a man of his culture. He has not changed. He's not the man after God's own heart. He's a man like the people. That's a really good point. When I think of judges, I think of that phrase that sort of sums it up, the, the end verse. And in those days, there was no king in the land. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. And yep. then you come to Saul, who does become the king, but who also seems to do what is right. In his That's eyes. right. He's, he's not doing God's will. He's doing what's right in his eyes. God always intended for there to be a king, but he wanted a king like David, not like Saul. Really appreciate you breaking that down and uh, look forward to future conversations on this. Thanks, Thanks. Nathan. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more, go to chapelgrovechurch.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It helps others find us and lets us know how we're doing. Until next time, take care.